Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. At Jew in the City, we like to show people the sides of the Orthodox community that they might not be familiar with. Um, what we've discovered over time is that sometimes the edges of the Orthodox world, some parts of the most insular Orthodox world, um, are not aware of some of the things that are possible that are going on um, in the in the other parts of the Orthodox world. So we started off to sort of break down stereotypes to the most secular Jews about what's possible. Over time, we've discovered that as there's different opinions within, uh, you know, halacha and hashkafa, that sometimes things that are going on in more centrist parts of the Orthodox world um, or, you know, right-wing modern, left-wing Haredi, um, other parts don't aren't aware of that. And so we really try to show here to, to both sides of the spectrum what can be done within halacha. And really because um, living an observant life should be something that uh, we both enjoy, um, you know, in a physical way and also that uplifts us and brings meaning to our lives in a spiritual way. Um, for me growing up, I was always very sure I could spot the Orthodox women walking down the street. I grew up near New York City, and there was always a very certain look that I saw in them, and it wasn't particularly attractive. It was very distinctive. Um, it you know, didn't look particularly stylish, and for someone who always cared about you know, looking good and looking fashionable and trendy, it was very not appealing to me. And although I have a very spiritual side and from a young age longed to connect to something deeper than just the secular life that I was raised in, um, when I saw how these women, which I thought was the way you had to dress, looked walking down the street, it really held me back in terms of you know, ever being able to picture myself as a more observant Jewish woman or a more modestly dressed Jewish woman. And what I didn't realize at the time was that all the fashionably dressed Orthodox women were just blending in. They just looked like very fashionable and elegant and trendy women um, that were a bit more refined than, you know, the average woman walking down the street. And so that was an incredible discovery for me that I could you know, have my cake and eat it too and, you know, continue to dress stylishly and attractively, but also, you know, take care of the, the Jewish values and the halachic values that were dear to me. And uh, the woman we're going to be speaking to today uh, seems to have found a wonderful balance of these two notions. Um, she is a fashion designer. She just uh, pulled off this big fashion show in Jerusalem. I think Jerusalem, Israel. She'll tell us in a second. Um, and it got amazing press coverage. It got co picked up on Reuters, and then it was everywhere. And as an organization that's following um, sort of how Orthodox Jews are spoken about in the news and kind of how the headlines report us, usually when a story goes viral, unfortunately, about our community, it's very negative. And to see something that got picked up so positive and really showing a different side that many people aren't aware of that, in my opinion, can open up to people on sort of both sides of the spectrum. Um, the openness and the possibilities within a halachic lifestyle um, is just a delight for me. So her name is Mary Bellin, and um, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm doing well. Um, so where Good. was the fashion I'm, show? It was I'm Jerusalem. I'm so nervous about your words, you know? What would you say? Before you start asking me any questions, before you start asking me any questions, I just want to say I am so moved by your words right now. I was like, wow, oh. she's speaking my mind. She's speaking like she's saying what I was going to say, which is amazing. It's so nice to hear that there are more people who feel like I felt when I was growing up. And it's so nice to see that we came to the same conclusion that that you could have, you could, you could have the cake and eat it at the same time, which is really nice. And and it's nice. Okay, now it's your turn. <laughs> 
to yeah, no. To. So, I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on your show. Um, on my show because, um, you know, I saw this <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's, it's one thing to have this philosophy sort of privately and quietly um, to get traditional media to pick up on it. I think that there's such an interest and, and I think it's because um, a lot of the media themselves are so biased and can see us past sort of the most extreme factions of our community um, that, you know, to ever get coverage or recognition of more of this middle ground nuanced perspective is so hard. And if it never gets picked up in the media, then how is anyone ever supposed to know about it? So um, I really yeah. applaud you for being an example of this and, you know, doing something so right that um, somebody cared to talk about it. So I want to start first with a little bit about your background and then talk about this um, amazing fashion show that every everyone is also messaging this to me because they know that we're watching this. Because here's the thing, like when the negative stuff comes into the headlines, like we can't stop that, you know, like when the people, you know, cheat or abuse or this and that, like we can't stop bad people, but we are trying our best to encourage, you know, the good stuff to come out, the, the people to, you know, strive to do the good stuff to, you know, show other people about it because, you know, the Kiddush Hashem of it all, I think really just gives people so much chizuk um, and it's the exact opposite of the shame that we feel when, when the bad stuff comes out. So, so you grew up in Muncie. I read in an article, you grew up religious. So yeah, how did this, in, I grew up what, in Muncie what, in a religious family. I always how, had that how, same feeling that what you spoke about of, of having the desire to look good, to dress fine, to not get any credit, um, for looking good, but just getting only, uh, you know, looks if you want to look good. It was, it was hard growing up. Like, Having to understand that if you put too much emphasis on your out on your outlook, won't always be um, looked at in you know in a good fine way. And then um, I grew up. I moved to I came here to Israel for vacation. Um, there was a shidduch, my husband. I met him. That was a really long time ago. But now um, I live here in Israel. Um, what I did was the first two years I wasn't working, but then I decided I want to start working with bridal. So I. I opened the bridal shop um, at home and started. It just flew. It opened up so big. I had so many clients on like like the first year. So I just went out and I had this huge salon, which was amazing. Just knowing and understanding that women, um, it, I, because I started with the brides, I understood that I, I started in the right place because two of the brides, brides are allowed to look good. Brides do want to look good, and it's okay for a bride to look the best that she can. And what happened was. Um, I started talking to the mothers, and then to the, to, I'm talking about um, almost 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. And this entire outlook completely changed, mine and especially um, when, I talk, when I spoke about it and, you know, presented it to the clients, it, it completely changed their minds. Eight years ago, I decided that I want to start styling, which is completely helping a woman from, you know, taking the first steps into looking good into putting effort on dressing fine so you'll, you'll get the interview, dressing fine so you will get the job. Um, how you dress is who you are, and who you are is what you wear. And I really put emphasis on that in the beginning, and I came up with this whole um, program of how to dress right uh, for any kind, any size woman, and I started teaching it in college um, here in Israel. Mm-hmm. And I taught there for five years. It just it blew up so nice and so beautiful. I decided that I just I don't want to just dress the secular. I want to dress everyone, also the from the, the Jewish from community, and also the Orthodox community, where um, it wasn't so popular. It isn't so popular, you know, till like lately, till the past two years. Um, people were ta- you know talking about it more and more. But for the first years, I didn't. I, I wasn't teaching in the from community. It was more of you know more open minded. It was in college. It wasn't from. It wasn't 
it wasn't from, and a lot of, you know, places weren't religious. But I, I had this feeling inside that if you show people that you look good, people are going to start respecting you. When I walked into a class, I was I was the from one. I was the religious one. You know, I was wearing a shaitel, I was wearing tights. I was, you know, the from the from girl walking into a class of thirty girls, thirty ladies dressing, you know, completely different from what I dress. And here I'm coming to teach them about fashion. It was such a weird. Like people were like, in my community, they were like, "You're teaching girls who are not even dressed like your like like your dress. Like, how is it possible? Why would they want to hear what you have to say about fashion?" Yeah, and I told him you have no idea what kiddush Hashem I'm doing. I'm walking into class dressing completely stylish and fine with the last trend and everything, and and I'm getting reactions. And then from you know it's a three month course. I saw such complete different, like their whole outlook in in you know how to dress is completely changed. The class started dressing more fine, more proper. Started dressing uh, more stylish, a lot more trendy, and they understood that just putting on you know their jeans and a t-shirt is not a statement. That's right. comfort, right. and to dress fine and you want to be respected, you gotta have to. You, you gotta look the part. Now I was walking into this um, office and I was visiting my friend, and she's like, "Wow, how come everyone around you is so proper? No one's cursing and no one's talking bad. You know, everyone's really, you know, respecting you." I was like, "Look at me and look at you. I'm dressed. You know, I'm dressed for respect." Right, and you're dressed sort of the, the idea is that if you dress up. Um, for an occasion, you'll, you'll I act never apart. called it sneezing. I never called it like a sneeze. I wasn't dressed sneeze. I never called, and I never used the word sneeze. I always used the word more respected. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be respected. That's why I'm dressing. I respect myself. I want people to, re- excuse me, I want people to respect me. That's why I dress the way I dress, which is so, it caught up so fast, which it was amazing. All the TV shows here in this world were taking me in for, for, um, for, you know, for interviews, like what's going on? What's going on? I want to know. I want to know what your, you know, what's your shing? What's your, you know, what's the shing? Come tell us and, and show us. And and then I thought, like, listen, I'm doing, I'm giving such impact here on on regular women. Why shouldn't I do it in the Orthodox community? Why shouldn't I change their outlook also? Why does every woman have to, uh, like, she has to look, um, um, young she to, to to you know to be, you know, to be respected? And I thought it was different. It's like, come here, let me show you how you dress, how you can start dressing. Um, um, like you want to wear, like what you feel like you want to be inside and the way you want people to think about you. And I opened here, um, I started working with a, with the from community here. And, um, now I work with teenage, um, I don't, I don't really like to use that word, but that's what it is. I work with teenage dropouts. Like they completely, um, lost their way. Mm-hmm. And I work with, um, I work with them from the outside to the mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Like you see, girls, um, anorexic girls become healthy. I see girls who are only smoking becoming healthy. Um, girls who have a completely diff, like a, a completely destroyed um, personality. Um, like what even like they don't even respect themselves anymore. Out of their outlook, like I bring them up into you know to the entire um, fashion world in, in like in the, in the interesting way. It opens up their minds. Like okay, I do feel good about myself now, and that's amazing. I do it here with a lot of girls. It's amazing feeling, and also um, you spoke about the fashion show. Um, my girls were the ones helping out in the fashion show. It was huge, huge, huge fashion show. We had eighteen designers in one day showcasing their um, designs, and the girls that you know I took from you know where are completely working now, and they're working and they're helping and they're stylish now. I have two students who address TV shows like the the you know the talents over there. I, and I really see Baruch Hashem a lot of Hatzlacha when it comes to um, 
trying to build personality throughout, like food, bill, clothing-wise, you know, hmm. which is which is very interesting. So just to refresh from the beginning, you said that you said growing up um, in Muncie, um, more in like the yeshivish community, you felt like you weren't supposed to look so attractive. I'm saying, was that the messaging that you got kind of from school or the community at large? I don't think I was ever, no, I don't think it was ever, I was too, I was very, um, how do you call it? I was very innocent. I was innocent. So I don't think that played such a big part. Um, and I had a, a really young, my mom's really young, so she was always looking amazing. So she was my inspiration. She always looked really good, really fun, really proper and classy and always on trend. So she was like my inspiration. I always knew I wanted to look like her. Um, but putting on too much emphasis on clothing, um, especially in, you know, talking about it made, made, you, made you sound cheap. Right. And I, I, remember my, I remember myself telling my mom, um, like, what does my teacher want from me? Okay, what does what what she want me to speak, sit and speak on her? What does she want me? What am I supposed to talk about? I'm a girl. I'm right. supposed to talk about clothing. You know, I, I find it that then. interesting. And then, I, look, I think that we're supposed to aim for the shviel hazahav, right? So we're, we're supposed to, um, you know, care about our looks and put ourselves together nicely, but not become so materialistic or obsessed with, the physical that it's all that we're about. So, I mean, I think, and you can go in two directions. And I think, unfortunately, again, how we're depicted in the media either is, you know, dumpy and schlumpy and, you know, living in squalor and that, you know, sort of that dirty um, model or. Yeah, because that's um, what people, that's what, that's what gets good press. That's what, that's the only reason because there's so many amazing, beautiful girls dressed Right. But then the other thing, Mary, the other thing that the press picks up on is $5,000 wigs and, you know, $20,000 Pesach yeah. programs and yeah. all the materialism and, oh, yeah. these people are so, um, yeah. such hypocrites because they're supposed to be about spirituality and look how materialistic they are. So, um, for examples of, you know, that sort of middle road is unusual. Um, you know and what I so, ask for them when they, when they give me criticism about, about the, the expensive wigs? How much does it take to go, let's, I, let's say this girl comes up and like, how come you pay so much money? You're not supposed to pay so much money. That's such a thing, right? You're not supposed to put so much effort in your outlook. It's like, how much, how much, do you, how much, how many times a month do you go to have your hair done and to dye it and to wash it and to curl it or whatever? Right. Okay. After five years, after two years, it costs more or less the same amount I put on a wig one time and I don't have to dye it. I don't have to, um, you know, put too much effort into it because it's already... It's already done. So it doesn't grow, and it, that's how it is. More or less, we put the same amount of money at the end of the year, um, me or any other girl that doesn't cover it here. So right. it all depends on how we answer them back and, and, and where we come from. If I believe that this is my way and this is, um, this is what builds me up and what makes me me, then I have no excuses for that. I don't think anyone is supposed to excuse who they are. Um, of course, we have the Allah way, and of course, we have, you know, we do have everybody... Everyone has their own boundaries. It's like, I wear this and I wear that, but I won't wear this and I won't wear that. We all have our boundaries. But the nice thing about it is that in those boundaries, you could always find a proper way to look. You could always find a, a chic way to look. You could always have a more like aesthetic kind of look. And when we look at our at our um, at our ancestors, if you look at the basement and base um, basement, which we have the Koenigado, right? Yeah. He also had his look for the Kodesh Kodashim, and then when he came out, he had a different look, and then when he went into the Echal, he had a different look, and when he did the Kodesh, he had a different look. We, all, we learn from them that wherever you are, you have to dress the part. You do have to put emphasis on what you wear to who you wear and who you, you know, you want to 
um, people like what, what to think about you, then of course we have um, now perms coming up. It doesn't say anywhere that Esther was was a tzedekah. It says that she was beautiful. Right. It says she was stunning. Okay, right. then Chazal say, okay, inside and outside, and she was so pretty inside. It was, came out. It's true. It's all right. Of course, I'm not saying you're not supposed to think about that also. But a woman is supposed to look good. A woman is supposed to be pretty. Of course, she has to think of who she wants to be pretty for, and, and hopefully for the right reasons and, for the, and, you know, doing it in the good part. But Hashem doesn't want us to be ugly. He made a woman pretty because he wants us to feel pretty. Because only, right. you know, I heard this really nice thing. Benita um, Nima, um, uh, she said something really nice. Like, when, when, when we women feel good about ourselves and we're dressed in the morning, we're not wearing our training and we're dressed nice, we are dolikoskos everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone is okay. It doesn't matter what yeah. happens, everything is okay. Because when we feel good about ourselves, then the world is pinker. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So tell so you you put this fashion show together, 18 designers, you're, these girls that were at risk helped you um, do this. What was the impetus of making this fashion show? And is this the first in, it, in its kind? Has anything like this ever happened before? Um, the, the head, I call her the headmaster. She's like the best. She was the boss. Um, her name is Shira Calderon. She's an amazing woman. She had this vision in her mind that she wanted um she wanted to do something for us women, and she called me. It's like, what do you what do you say? Can you be the stylist for the show? And I'm like, listen, I don't want to even talk. I don't want to even talk to you anymore. You're coming right here, and I just have to give you this huge hug. And I and we have to talk about making this day the the best. And she's like, you know, we have the headmaster of what? This was for a school. Can you can you clarify like who who this was um, put no, on? By? She's like she came up with the idea with this entire fashion day. Like she was like, we there's fashion show, there's New York Fashion Fashion Week, there's um um Milan Paris. Fashion Week, there's Paris Fashion Week, there's and why should we have something like that also? Israel also we have now um coming up right at perm on oh, time also fashion week here in Israel. But it's like why shouldn't we have our religious women, why shouldn't we have a stage where we could showcase our designs? I was like, You're so right. Let's do it. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to do it, and we're going to have this huge, um, um, we're going to go for the best, we're going to take a huge haul, um, make a really, um, uh, you know, a real stage, not something you know, on the way. Like, so, she put so much effort and so much money into this day, and the designers finally have a place where they can showcase their designs, their collections, because we don't really have magazines, and we can't showcase ourselves in magazines, and, and, and not on TV, and not on newspapers, so... If I want to, if, if I'm a designer and I want to showcase myself, this is the way. And people in the crowd were absolutely so happy. They were like, they were clapping their hands and they were going to music and they were just so happy that they finally have a chance to sit in the audience and see a fashion show where everything is proper, where everything is, you know, in, in the halacha kind of way, which is was so right. nice to hear. You know, people were, were talking about it for, for days and it was, Amazing, amazing feedback, and also the designers had a really um, good feedback from you know from clients. People were like, "Okay, I want to buy what I want to buy what the models were because it wasn't place you know we weren't selling there; it was just fashion show." And people were just yeah. taking off the model um, clothing. It was really nice, a good opportunity for all the designers to showcase. And their, how many how many uh, people came out to the fashion show? Um, we had it. Uh, there were tickets for the morning and tickets for um, for, the, for the evening. Uh, morning was two fashions. It was. It was divided into two. It was one hour and then another hour, and in, 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 in between it was uh, we bought uh, um, famous people here in Israel that 
came to talk about life and whatever. It was something, you know, it was a little more than just a fashion show. They were talking about, um, you know, a little muster, a little um, uh, um, life-changing experiences that um, um, you know, the judge was speaking about, and 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 then at, and then at, in the evening, um, uh, one stylist and a makeup artist came to uh, to talk about styling and how to you know how to put on makeup and how to do styling, and then the same shows were in the morning, were in the were in the evening, and people were buying um, buying um, tickets for the morning and tickets for the afternoon. And but and how many do you know how many people came to the two shows like your total number of people I, that saw no, I I was I was backstage no I, I really I really don't know it was full we okay. were sold out and we were selling there also um, okay. we were completely sold out I don't I don't know I can't tell you right now but I I just I was backstage when I was, I was working like crazy the entire day from five thirty in the morning till twelve o'clock at night I was working I didn't really have a chance to go out and see the audience just when I was on stage but it was it was packed. The place was packed. I can't tell you exactly how many people were there. Amazing. And what about the press coverage? Did they come to you? Did you guys seek them out? I'm always curious about press picking up positive stories because it's such an uphill battle. Um, wow, that's a good question. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of press conference, uh, a lot of like the press were coming because we told them about it. It was more of the Jewish press, like the people from you know from our community, from the firm community. Um, we told, yeah. told them about it. But as soon as something, you know, this major comes out, there's always people coming and, you know, wanting, you know, being very curious of what's going on there, what's going on. So we had a lot of press, a lot of people coming in from all over. We had come from, um, actually from all over. And I think the entire modesty thing is taking its stand finally. I had, um, uh, a couple of months ago came from Spain to interview me, um, also radio and also TV and, and also print just just for the idea of modesty, like what what stands behind that? And uh, a year ago came the a whole uh, there was a re- there is a, real- a reality TV show in on Germany. They came to to interview me too on this also on this modesty thing. So I think it all depends on how I feel about it. If I feel that I'm doing something that is good and something that I believe in, it comes out that way and it comes out positive. I don't feel like I'm excusing anything. I don't think that I'm feeling about bad about it. I think I'm proud of being who I am. I'm proud of dressing modest. I'm proud of being able to dress modest. modest. And I'm also proud of being um, able to do it in a fashion way. And I think that when I talk about it that way, it, always, it automatically gives it a positive look. Because I'm not saying I'm here to, to make the sidewalk my catwalk and everyone has to look at me. Just the opposite. I don't need people looking at me because I feel good with who I am. That that as soon as I dress the way I feel like I want to be respected, I automatically get respect from the outside world. So I think looking at it this way opened up so many minds to see that we're not doing something that's negative. It's something that's positive. We're not trying to to, to take over. We're trying to be who we are and what we believe in and what. You know, and we're women. We're not even trying to. I'm not trying to hide that I'm a woman. And I'm a girl. I want to dress nice. I'm not excusing it. I just want to dress nice for the right reasons. And everyone has their right reasons. And as soon as you put that on the table this way. Yeah, I think. um, 
not only uh, Esther you mentioned, but also we're told about Sarah's beauty. We're told about Rachel's beauty. Sarah and Rivka. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, Shira Shirim has, you know, allusions to, like, the beauty exactly. of a woman. And I think, uh, you know, find, again, finding that balance of, you know, what you speak about that you inspired both the secular crowd and sort of the, the burned out um, Haredi crowd. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that's the same group that we've also found at Jew in the City, that when you present that sort of middle of the mm-hmm. road of, you know, mm-hmm. beauty, attractiveness, dignity, but like, you know, not materialistic, you know, but instead spiritualistic, mm-hmm. um, it, I think it, it really um, does inspire people. Um, and it what, does. are there other Haredi stylists, like in Israel? I'm saying because, and I saw the first article that was covered on you in Ynet a few years ago. Did you just kind of get a break there, and then after that, more press came? Or is there something you're doing differently that other Haredi stylists are not doing that's sort of caught on more buzz or more attention? It started off with just just the feeling that I wanted to dress a woman the right way. It doesn't matter what size she is, because I saw a lot of mistakes. A lot of people were having a lot of mistakes in their closets. They're going after trends that don't even fit them. They're going after looks that don't even don't even look like don't even respect their personality. And like, okay, I want to do something about that. I really feel like I could do something about that. And then started off from that. And then right. when I realized I was getting so much respect for from for the way I'm dressing. Like I would go to a fashion show where there were all you know no, no one was religious there at all. No one was religious, and I was mm-hmm. the only religious girl because I was you know I was I'm I'm religious stylist, so I dress religious, but I do really nice stuff. So. I was getting like a lot of questions. Tell me, so where'd you get the skirt from? So where'd you say, why? How do you think of putting this and this together? And why you don't even wear pants? So how do you get along? And I get tons of questions like that. And I was like, listen, there is something here. People are asking me. People are complimenting me that I look good. People are trying to imitate what I'm doing. You know how I'm wearing it, and and it's getting a buzz. So it, it I had um, uh, I had a really long interview, like four or five pages in magazine like Shai. If you know, if you know the magazine, it's a really big magazine here in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like about five, five or six years ago, and that got crazy coverage. And people were wow, the she's religious, and how does she dress like that? And then the next article that came out, I was like, I was answering them already and saying, because I respect myself, I put emphasis on what I wear because I want to respect you and I want to respect the people around me. That's why I put emphasis on what I wear because if I don't, I would just 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 the way I want. And seeing and feeling all that respect that I was getting. From the outside world, I said I want to bring that into the religious world. I want to bring that into the into the, the film world because I think that if we if we um, respect ourselves and how we dress, then that's then I think I don't we don't have to do any more than that. And that 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 was really nice. You know, I have a really um, I'm going to say something really nice now, but I have the privilege of working with um, Sarah Netanyahu, and I dress I help dress her too. We're part of the team and. And it's so nice to see that the way she, she dresses now, and, and she, she, first of all, she looks amazing, and she dresses so fine and so proper, which is so, if you look at it through our eyes, it's so religious, you know what I mean? It's like everything is so proper. And that gives that that gives such a, a big impact, and we see also um, Kate Middleton is dressing really proper and really from, and that gives you also, you know, inspiration, saying you don't have to dress, all, you don't have to put yourself all out there to look good. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> I am a little bit. I think um, in the the world at large, um, there's so much of a pressure. 
for women to put their bodies on display mm-hmm. in order to get attention yeah. or in order to feel like they matter. Um, and, you know, I think Kate Middleton is a great example of sort of that refined and elegant and, you know, classy look. And once again, it's about those extremes of like, do we hide our femininity and sort of like, you know, hide under like a potato sack and pretend that we don't, that we're not women and we're not beautiful? Um, I want to tell you that draws attention no less than a, than right. a woman putting herself out there. That, right. that, if I see a woman dressing in a sack walking in the street, that, that, I, I look at her for attention because it's not, that's not the mainstream. You know what I mean? You right. have to be in the mainstream. You put more emphasis on the mainstream, but you have to open your mind, you know, a while back when it came out, Milton was engaged. Um, I was interviewed. And was like, "Wow, you're so lucky now." Um, uh, a non non from um, 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 uh, it was a non from. I, I don't remember what it was. I think it was. I think it was Wine. And it's like, um, "Wow, you're so lucky now. You have, but you finally have inspiration, and you can learn how to dress with Kate Middleton." And I was like, oh, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop the conversation here." I told her, "Honey, we were dressing like that forever." <laughs> she got her inspiration from us. We dress like that. Coke, whatever, smell, finna is us. It's us. She's dressed like we're dressed, but now we finally have someone who could in throw the, it the out and, and, you know, present it in the right way. But she gave it such a, you know, she's like, and you she's know literally, what? and right. she's literally a princess. And so when we say bas melch, that's really what we mean. Mary, I'm Bas-Melch. sorry we're out of exactly. time. I could keep on talking with you for much longer, and I'm already thinking about um, some sort of collaboration. But we'll talk about that after this is over. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for for spreading this sort of centrist, balanced, nuanced message um, all across the world. And we're I want to just say fans. one one last thing. One, I just want to say one last thing. When you're dressing modest, you're acting modest. Think about that. It's true. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.